Prepare yourself for Dork Day Afternoon, a brand new actual play podcast. You performers! Oh, that's fun. The brainchild of two brothers, spawned from their desire to crush the fictional hopes and dreams of their friends and loved ones. You remember what I said about being a, a monster of a GM? Someone has to be a monster, and the GM's the one who probably should be. Two shows every week. On Mondays, coming to you from the end of the world, two past midnight, a Twilight 2000 4th edition campaign. As if being in prison wasn't stress enough. More is hell, gentlemen. And on Thursdays, the circus comes to town with Encore of the Lost, a playthrough of the Extinction Curse AP, written for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Failure to know! What is it, pumpkin? I'm looking at pumpkins! Roll for initiative. Natural 20 for a total of 24. 25. F*** you. (laughs) (laughs) Dork day afternoon. Listen, your life might just depend on it. Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 737 for Comics Originally Releasing on the 31st and June 1st. May 31st and June 1st as we head into the halfway point of 2022. Drew and I are going to tell you what's coming up in your local comic book shops this coming Tuesday or Wednesday. But Drew, before we get into that, we took a week off. I went camping. You went out and uh, enjoyed yourself as well. But it is darn good to be back on the pods. Yep, yep. I went to uh, Lake Erie um, for the long weekend. It was really nice. Uh, got to spend time with the wife and uh, enjoy anniversary. You got to spend time with your wife and kids. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Less fun. (laughs) (laughs) But we both got away. Uh, Sorry we didn't get to do a podcast that week. But um, uh, we're back now. And um, we are under the uh, impression that absence makes the heart grow fonder. Let's let's hope. Let us hope. Um, Do you remember sometime last year when uh, one of our (laughs) listeners um, was doing a fundraising comic convention for his church? Ah, it I was knew. called. I, I believe New York. Called, yeah, it was called Huracan. It was for yep. uh, the Bethany Congressional Church of East Rockaway, New York. That was for like hurricane damage to their gym from Hurricane Sandy, and now uh, they've spun off and they're doing a furnace con. So that was Ooh. that was Huracan. This is a furnace con because so they had to replace their furnace. So they're doing a. Uh, a furnace comic convention, furnace fundraising comic convention on June fourth, Saturday, June fourth, from ten to five, um, and it's at the Bethany Congressional Church of East Rockaway, New York. They are going to um, have uh, comic books, writers, artists, toys, food, local artists, collectibles, cosplay, fellowship, and much, much more. It's furnace Con twenty twenty two. So. Consider uh, supporting that on June 4th if you're in the area. Um, and then Huracan will return back later this year in, in November. And we'll make sure to give that a shout-out as well. Um, you can contact David Donovan, friend of the show and patron, uh, at Huracan at Yahoo.com. That's H-U-R-R-I-C-O-N at Yahoo.com. Um, or give him a call, 516-209-1587, and I will put that stuff in the show notes. And he also has a Venmo if you want to donate, and it's at Bethany-Eastrock, at 
Bethany, B-E-T-H-A-N-Y hyphen East Rock. And I am going, I recorded a short uh, plug for this that will be dropping into the show later um, as an ad, but I thought I better share this live on the show as well because our patrons don't hear any of our ads. So they might also want to hear about this uh, fundraising thing. So you don't, you usually don't have to listen to the ads, but you're kind of listening to this one. So sorry. (laughs) A church sponsoring a furnace con. That's very Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So I can't wait. (laughs) I don't know what that meant, but that sounds really good. (laughs) You might have to explain that to me sometime. There you Uh, go. um, And... We're, we're at the turning point of a new month. We got Memorial Day weekend this weekend. Hope you all uh, get to enjoy Decoration Day, as Grandma always called it. Um, <laughs> and uh, this is time for our new catalog. So, right and fresh off the presses is the DC Connect, which is June for August 2022. Yeah. So we've got, of course, DC out full forester, and I like to peruse through the previous, see if we can find anything that we think we need to talk about and make sure our uh, people don't miss on their way through and have to try to play catch up to get. Looks like we got all kinds of fun stuff in here, but we are going to start with good old Batman 126, and I will tell you what, Drew DC is humming with the variants. My goodness, we got one, two, three, four, five, six plus an A cover variants here. All kinds of cool stuff. I wonder, because what they were like almost getting out of the variant game for a while was that Didio was get, getting them out and then he left and so they're yeah, back so in. Yeah, so one last and then then out of the other side of their mouth they also talked about paper issues and and scaling back and none of that came to fruition. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot for yeah. just a rando issue one twenty six. So we've got things like the standard cover. We've got the standard variant cover. We've got, I assume, that's the cardstock is the standard variant. We've got a 1 in 25, a 1 in 50, a 1 in 100, a swimsuit variant cover, um, the primary individual on that being Bruce Wayne, and a variant, another variant cover that I had talked about how I very much like when DC apes Marvel in their variant covers, and we have yet another example of that. For that variant cover as well. What's what's that? What's that aping? Uh, that's a Spider-Man cover. Remember where he's just laying there crippled, and I can't remember who's on top of him. Oh, no, I don't remember that one. Anyways, yeah, I trust you. Cool. I believe a lot you. of really great covers by. Uh, we talked before about Belen Ortega. He's doing the backup art, not any covers, but I saw that name pop out. Oh. Uh, of course, you can tell exactly which one's Jock. That one in fifty there. So very cool stuff. Definitely nice. Uh, we'd also have Batman One Bad Day, the Riddler, number one. Um, Tom King. Tom King, Mitch Jarrods, Dream Team, back together again. With a few uh, variants there as well. Good old Jim Lee chilling with one. Yeah, for sure. I like that one. I like them all, but... Uh, the Dark Knight's greatest villains get their greatest stories yet. The Riddler, Two-Face, Penguin, Mr. Freeze, Catwoman, Bane, Clayface, and Ra's al Ghul. Most icon- Batman's most iconic vi- villains are all given a 64-page prestige format specials that show why they are the greatest villains in all of comic books. Spearheaded by today's top talent. So this might be a rotating cast of talent. So this this is King and Jared's taking the Riddler. Reigns, but they might not be taking all of those 
down the road. I have it. So we have we we have oversized. We have prestige format. We have from the art what looks like a little bit more of a darker and adult based. But we are not black label. It would be a perfect fit, wouldn't it? Yep. In theory. Don't friggin' get it. But nothing makes sense. That doesn't make sense. I don't understand it. Then we go into Lee Bermejo writing and doing the oh. art for Batman Dear Detective number one. Wow. You know an I like icon draws an icon. Look at that. You know I like me some Lee Bermejo art. Yeah. And so he's gonna do all the all the variants. Yep, he is doing the standard cover, he is doing the one in twenty five, he is doing the one in fifty foil, and they <laughs> look so good. They all look really good. Yeah, it looks like we actually have um, the one in twenty five, one in fifty, the standard A, and then four additional. So it looks like he's doing like seven covers for this, and I want them all. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's it's oversized, it's prestige, and so it's it's got to be it's got to be black label, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> no. But man, it looks so nice. Is he all the doing? Is he doing all the interiors too? Yeah, oh my god. This is gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really love this. So well Holy worth the smokes. well in a in a very not Kyle thing, uh probably worth the eight dollars. It is that one page that I'm looking at? That's the f- like four pages with a note in the middle of them? Yeah, it's yeah, something like that. Holy Christ. Yeah, it's pretty cute. <laughs> I get very John Wick vibes from the one on the bottom right with the neon over top. Pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. That look, those are like all pinups. Mm-hmm. I bet you those those are probably individual splash pages. They can't. That can't be one page. Yeah, it's too much. Too much going on there. And then following that, poor Rom V and Raphael <laughs> Albuquerque with Detective <laughs> Comics ten sixty three. <laughs> if you need to save some money, as a five dollar detective, you cannot get. But backup written by Size Burr here. Oh, you got me back. You got mm-hmm. me back. <laughs> Absolutely. And there is a 1 in 50 foil variant by Jim Lee, Scott Williams, and Alex Sinclair. And a very, very oddly stylized 1 in 25 by uh, Yoshitaka Amano, which I don't know a ton about Yoshitaka Amano, but that is really cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to delve into that artist. Oh, let's see here. Flashpoint Beyond number four. We've talked about that in a few other things here. How did I, I pronounce didn't... the artist? Uh, Zermonico. Okay. Oh, I forgot to ask you at the top. Have you seen the leaks of Sholo Morabuena as Blue Beetle? No. For what? So good as Blue Beetle. I mean, is, I'm not is, sure. Blue Beetle, is Blue Beetle a show? Are we talking about a TV show? Uh, Hello? Yeah, I, I don't remember what it's exactly for, but yeah, I, I looked. I was looking at the pictures of it. It just looked good. It's the kid from uh, Cobra Kai playing Blue Beetle. Super good. Oh, no way. Okay. So this is probably like an HBO Max show? Yeah, that's what I believe. Yeah, I well, I, I well, he's on set for Blue Beetle, so I can't remember. Maybe they got a green light that movie. 
Yeah. I don't know. We should probably know that, but I don't know. <sighs> Failed. Yeah, release date August 2023. So, yeah. there. That's for the actual Blue Beetle movie. Okay, Blue Beetle gets a movie. That's... Yeah, but Zolo, Sholo looks really good, and oh, George Lopez is in it, and a bunch of really cool people. So Very nice. Seeing those uh, those leaks made me actually quite excited. That's that's the purpose of the leaks. Yep. Uh, Sword of Azrael, number one. Dan Waters doing the writing. Art and cover by Nikola Zemirsky. It's a lot of ulaps and things. I don't know what I don't know what to do with a Z when you put an accent on top of it. Yeah, an S looks like a dollar sign. Maybe that's weird. Kesha? No, <laughs> I think so. Um, I like the stained. So this is. I like the stained glass variant. Sort of that's Azrael. very cool. Which one is that? Uh, the first variant up top is that very stained glass appeal. And then we're doing a sort of Azrael Dark Knight of the Soul. So, oh jeez, it's two things, two things there in that area. Two, two, deceased two is back. In one. Tom Taylor yeah. and deceased is back. I was reading up on this, so this How is the cool third is one. He, he did a cool uh, uh, YouTube video about the coming of this one and this last series in the finale. So it looks kind of cool. Yeah, what's the concept here looking we're going for here? What began as a battle for Earth has become a war for the galaxy as the epic final chapter. Final chapter in the massive deceased franchises here. The emergence of a reborn, undead, dark side and deceased, dead planet sets the stage for the most devastating conflict yet for Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Okay. We're adding I mean, a lot of lanterns in this. Okay. really thought we had um, defeated the zombies, but... That's the thing with zombies, Drew. You just never know. <laughs> yeah, they're like the Mafia. It, yep, yep, yep. Dark Crisis 3. Dark Crisis Worlds Without a Justice League 1. Philip Kennedy Johnson writing that one shot. Green Lantern 1, right? Yep. So much Dark Crisis. Dark Crisis Young Justice 3. Flash 785. And that's a Dark Crisis tie-in. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we get into some all-agey stuff with DC Saved by the Bell. B-E-L-L-E. Bell Reeve number one. So we have a all AG child interpretation of Bell Reeve. With fifty writers on here. What's yeah. going on? Art oh, Balthazar, Franco, Andrew Iden, uh Dan Waters, Becky Clunan, Brendan Fletcher, Tim Seeley, Brandon Tom Thomas, Peter Tomasi, and Dave Wellgos. A lot of, a lot of people on this. Yeah. Interesting. Poison Ivy 3 by G. Willow Wilson with some really cool covers on there, including a swimsuit variant by Joel Jones and Jordi Belair. I believe I enjoyed that first issue. I'm having trouble remembering it now, but I think I liked it. 
A couple of great facsimiles. Um, Detective 27. Duh. Gotta have Duh. that. Yeah, no doubt. And Sandman number one. Sold mine. Yeah. So I might as well buy this. Did you see the price on Detective 27's facsimile? Uh, is it $7? $7. Yeah, it makes sense. Is it an oversize? It's oversized, isn't it? Yeah, it's 64. It's magazine size. Yeah. Um, but it's not that much more than the 48 pages in Sandman, but it is Detective 27. So, I mean, it's the action one of... The, the, it's the two big keys, right? The two biggest yep. keys you can have. It's one of them. Yes. Yep. And I don't, I don't own this as a facsimile or a reprint or anything. I think I've read you, it digitally. You don't have an original either. Well, I don't like to brag about <laughs> stuff like that. You know, it's. Yeah. I think this one did this one not just sell for like one point nine mil or something like that. Yeah, some crazy like that. Yeah. A lot of Harley coming up. Double shipped and Harley. Like, they like, yeah, and her uh, homage to the first Batman mm-hmm. comic. Very nice. And then she homages. Is that what is that homaging? Her own. First appearance? No, that's the first oh. appearance of Joker. Yeah, she's a oh, okay. the Joker first appearance on that one. Wow, that's, so those are pretty neat. And then there's another one, and then uh, issue twenty one is a homage to Killing Joke, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, I like all of those. And then I think homages. Uh, twenty is is Robin. I don't know. Yeah, Robin. Uh, Not Robin. He's in that girl, yeah. maybe. Something like that. But see, the thing that sucks is I want all the homages and all the Derek shoes, <laughs> and I like yeah. It's a, it's, kind of, it's an expensive month. Yeah. And then the homage for twenty for the annual is that oh, uh, that, that is hush. That's Jim Lee's hush. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah it's six twenty one, I believe. Less. I mean, I think it'd, it'd be cool if you got them all. It'd look really nice, but that's an investment. Yeah. Heck of an investment, you know. Yeah. Um, More I, I think. Yeah, it's so that first one's so good. Detective Twenty Seven one. The first. What are we talking about? The facsimile or the first homage? Both. The first homage. I think you have to have as well. I love that. Yeah, there's some nice ones there. Then we got... Jo- uh, Joelle Jones is writing your Wonder Girl annual 2022. Yeah. And doing the initial cover. Oh, okay. That's very cool. And Marguerite Savage doing the yeah, cover for Flash Annual 1. Not my favorite writer, though. Hmm. 
So with this uh, Olympus, Olympus Rebirth. Yeah, is that, uh, did those become open source now? Yeah, is that what we're doing? I guess. It's just like Zeus and all the different gods. Yeah. The Pantheon. Yeah. Hmm. A new Shazam. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Josie Campbell and Doc Shaner. Well, we're going to get more human target. Did we finish the other human target? Yeah, it ended. We, we, we limped to the finish on that one. So we're going to do more tales. More tales of the human target. And a lot of collections. Yada yada. Collection, collection, collection. Where's Kyle's postage stamps? Almost mm, there. We're heading that way. All AG. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Action and Aquaman and Batgirls. Batman Beyond. Bat Superman. Batman Fortress. That was fun. By your guy, uh, your boy, Gary Whitta. That first issue mm -hmm. was really good. I like it. Killing Time, The Night, Urban Legends, Batman White Knight Presents, Red Hood, Black Adam, Black Blood Syndicate, Catwoman, the Lonely really City. Good, really good cover on that Black Adam. Let me go back. Ooh. Looks like he's um, shooting Almost, up heroin. Yeah, I was going to say, in homage to that. <laughs> the junkie covers. Uh, Catwoman Lonely City is Black Label. <laughs> Which we don't even know what that means anymore. And it's uh, the final issue. So that'll be great to finish up. More DC Vampires spinoffs. Love that Deathstroke DC. Incorporated. Uh, that's the probably the best cover I've ever seen Mikhail Yannin do. The green one? Mm -hmm. the gr yeah, the well, the green arrow and Deathstroke cover. Duo you, I mean, it may be difficult because these are all, of course, tiny, tiny, tiny pictures of things. It's tough, it's tough to tell. JLA. Hey, we get into Nightwing. I like the Nightwing cover from Jamal Campbell. Not too shabby. Oh, uh, is that like a Nightwing swinging across here mm -hmm. sign? Yeah. The other covers have become a bit too much for me already. Yeah, that Nicola Scott swimsuit variant is ridiculous. <laughs> I just hate to it see. It's fine. We we are we just did one of these. Now we're just we just continue to do that. It feels like we. I guess a it lot is swimsuit this. month. Yeah, it does feel like we've done a lot of those. Rogues, that's a dope cover for the final. Love that. Yeah, it's been good. It'll be a really nice collection for somebody. 
Oh, Wonder Woman 790 cover. Boot on the face. Mm, it's nice. And then Young Justice comes back with a larger presence. So we've been doing these quarter page solicits. What's going on here? It's just a single comic. Why Why does it get half a page, Kyle? Yeah. And even in the second issue, not even the first issue, not even like I would have put Rogues four, like the finale yeah, to Rogues, right? As a big splash instead. What's going know? on? Yeah, it makes no sense. It's odd, but just in scrolling through this, it looks like you and I have put more thought into this than they have. <laughs> it does look just haphazard, yeah, and tossed together in some random thing. And what are we doing here? We got. Batman Black and White, a detective collection, a hush Halloween collection. collection. Hush collection. Yeah. Okay, these are just these are just collections. We're slinging out Beetle. We're slinging out Nubia. We're slinging out Punchline. Slinging out the Robins that just came through. We're throwing in Volume Two of the Robins. There, we're already trying to get King Shark money. We're throwing some more Titans United Task Force Z. Better give that their first edition and feature it in there. Boy, now let's let's do some George Perez, uh, Wonder Woman. Well, gotta, you gotta do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought the uh, whiny Twitter troll incels were just pathetic and whining about DC having too many bat books, but they do have quite a bit out this month. Yeah, like like half. Okay, what would you cut? Well, I like it all. Okay, I didn't ask that. What would you cut? I mean, I'd probably cut, cut something. I'd probably cut half of those those Harley Quinns. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't believe she needs four bucks in a month? Five, right? Shouldn't she have like an annual too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's going on? That's there? true. Yeah. We're not cutting Dear Detective. We're not cutting Standard Batman. We're letting One Bad Day Riddler come through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, Batman Black and White, Flashpoint, maybe? Flashpoint can go die. Yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily a Batman book. I, uh, yeah, it's tough. I want... I mean, I'm enjoying a lot of these. I mean, I guess the White Knight stuff played out. Of course, I'm still enjoying... But, it, I mean, but those are small series and they move on. Yeah. I'm, I'm not offended by that. And we're we're we finished up DC Dark Knights of Steel or whatever. So, yeah. honestly, there are so many things I would cut before Bat Books is the bad part too, right? Which is part of the problem. I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, because like Batman Fortress is good. Batman yeah. the Knights good. Like, yeah, they're really good. No, they put their Sorry. best writers on Bat Books. Yeah. Maybe urban legends can go away, but yeah, yeah, it's I, about I disagree. Half good. Yeah, you think it's you think they're doing what they should be doing? No, but I don't. I, I, as far as bat books, I think they're doing what they should be doing. As far as so many other things, no. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, what I mean, what are you looking for? What's what's black missing? label leaning hard into black label as a thing and 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 showing it as a darker 
bloodier batwang version of comic books and consistently yeah. putting those comics under that label instead of not yeah there should be a new black label three issue series every single month that's the featured black label title and it's there because it won the ability to be a black label title we've picked this out because it's so good we've given it the black black label moniker we've put it in prestige format and we're letting you have this one i mean are we instead it's just a this could be considered black label or not right and is it i mean are we doing elseworlds for black label now is that is that kind of what i don't think that's the case I mean, I think some of those feel like they're in continuity. Yeah. So I don't really know. And I don't give a shit about continuity anyway. I don't know what I'm talking about. It, it's 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 so <laughs> half half. Our favorite books are when Tom Taylor leaves continuity for everything. Yeah, and it doesn't. None of it really matters. It's it's Man. none of it's really in continuity because they always screw it up. Um, Amen. And all the both both the publishers do that. So I, I don't think it matters, but. I really, I really do wish Black Label would would have a just a presence. It made sense. You knew, you knew by glancing at it. Ooh, ooh, it's prestige format. Ooh, it's a short series. Hype, nice creator. That's that's gonna mm-hmm. be a Black Label because it yep. makes just makes sense. And they were doing it. I felt like they were doing it for a while, and then they just kind of drifted. And now I don't. I don't know anymore. I don't know why. Yeah. Why it is what it is, or is Black Label gone and they're just finishing out the string, and we, they just haven't told us? Is that possible? It's very possible. <laughs> and it's funny that we don't know. It's yep. sad. Funny, sad that we don't know. Hey, it's the good folks at Comics for Fun and Profit reminding you that nobody Patreons like we Patreon. So join us at C Four Fap. And go over to Patreon slash Comics Fun Profit and sign up at a level of your choosing. There's various tiers with various goodies for you. Somebody, Something that everyone gets at any level is you get to be a part of our Slack channel community. And you get early and ad-free access to all our episodes. But wait, there's more. So go over to Patreon slash Comics Fun Profit and check out all we have to offer. We urge you. Sign up today. <laughs> All right, let's do some FOCs. All right, of course, FOC is our final order cutoff. It's our last opportunity to order a few things that are coming out in just a few short weeks that we want to make sure we have in our order and are not chasing on the secondary market to get things. We get a wonderfully curated list of these things from our L, from our FOC Cowabunga Comics or Deep Discount Comics, and we like to comb through that and see if anything piques our interest and full disclosure, uh, Drew and I are also doing our order while we talk to you on this because we yell at each other and say, make sure we get that for us. So We do. Just FYI. We do do that. Let's start at the top with some of our... Do we not have... We don't have DC in these today. Oh, really? There are no DC items. But let's start with some weird Onis and Scouts and some other stuff. Oh, because it's fifth week? Mm-hmm. There aren't any sometimes. I see In the holiday, saying. so who knows? Yeah. Yep. I see what you're saying. I wonder if that means last week's FOC that I missed is extended. 
More than likely, it was dope. Yeah. I know I told you that the... Trade. The thing was in there. The FOC list was in there. What can I find? There it is. Lord. <laughs> well, I'm looking at Vault Comics, and I'm looking at Mindset Number 1, which is kind of... Zach Kaplan, John Pearson, and that is kind of a neat looking book. And all kinds of cool covers for this. Not a lot of artists I know, except for David Mack. Um, but very cool. Really cool David Mack cover as well. My goddamn computer can't catch up. I clicked too many <laughs> buttons, and now it's catching up. I was uh, <laughs> just like my wife. If it doesn't work, click it 11 yeah. times and yeah. see what happens. Maybe it just didn't really feel that mouse click. Maybe I maybe I was too gentle. Let me jam that bad boy right. in there. Were you Scout Comics again with Mega Centurions issue 1? Did you already talk mindset? Did you did you, did you like that? Yes, I did. I thought yeah. it was kind of cool, but if you know more about it, No, no, uh, I just caught my know. eye. Just want to make sure that you touched on it. Same here, definitely. I'm down into Marvel already. Yeah, we were. You would talk before how you're not real big. Iron Cat wasn't really moving the needle for you. Oh yeah, the Iron Iron Man Hellcat annual, which I thought was bull. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, Hellcat's obviously not going to move that on her own. But Art Germ variant, right? Yep, Momoko variant. But it's so much meh, so much meh for Iron Cat and then for Iron Man Hellcat, both of those. I kind of like that. Wonder, wonder if we'll see a bump for uh, She-Hulk after the trailer. Ooh, I don't know. That'd be great, though. So give me your one-word review of the She-Hulk trailer. I liked it. That is not one word. <laughs> Enjoyed? Like and subscribe. Enjoyed? A lot of backlash for the CGI to the point where I just saw today that they've re-released the trailer with better CGI. Yeah, I didn't I didn't notice it until people started whining around about it. So the memes have been so fun though. So fun. <laughs> Is there a meme store somewhere I can find this? Yeah, it's uh, called the internet. Check. Is that www dot something? Uh, AOL online dot net. <laughs> Can you shoot that over to my MySpace <laughs> account? That's right. I'll put it on your Friendster. Uh. Nice little Dr. Afra um, 21... 50th anniversary Sprouse variant from it's got the book of Boba Fett cover. Um, I like that. It's very cool. I want that. Let's check out the Japanese creator variants. I've liked some of these Japanese creator variants as well when they do the Star Wars stuff. And I <laughs> Who was I looking at? What's this? What did we call this? Variant thing? Who are the variants Hall? again? 
It was it was Jessica Jones and who? The variant. What are we talking about? Number one. Oh, who? Oh, that's right. There's a book called The Variants. That, yeah, I am unaware. I remember it being J Jessica Jones, so I'm excited about that part. Gail Simone's writing. Phil Phil Noto. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Jessica Jones. I just see her. Good enough. Good enough. Yeah. <laughs> and that Scotty Young is pretty cool. Very much so. And I like the Scotty Young cover with Scotty Young on oh, the did cover. He put himself on there? <laughs> He's got himself arguing with his ah, with the variant characters. That's great. Thor Lightning and Lament number one is, if you guys can't tell, Drew and I are both having slow internet issues a bit today. Eh, <laughs> never mind. I don't like so it. So worth it. Todd Knock, Ralph Macchio, but I'm out. All right, heading on down from Marvel to some of our Dark Horse collections. Not really anything too crazy. A couple figures, no real comic book. Ooh, Lonesome Hunters, number one. I almost missed one. Tyler Crook, writer and author on that one. So that's yeah. our Harrow County guy. Big fan. That looks like it's actually going to be pretty cool. I'm okay. Four issue Lonesome Hunters there from Dark Horse. Definitely. I'm going to write that down. As we slide into image, we've got uh, Beware the Eye of Odin. And that's a new comic coming out from Doug Wagner, who did... Vinyl and plastic, so that tells me this is going to be a weird book. Is that bad that I don't remember it vinyl was strange. and plastic? I, okay, I remember vinyl. I don't remember. Yeah. Strange books. Strange can be good. Sometimes, yep. Crossover gives us a 3D special. That'd be cool. Heck yeah, they do. Deadly Class 53. Of course, Crossover's 3D special Ooh, is a $9 book. Gotta pay for them glasses. Mm -hmm. Glasses sold They're separately. probably in there for eight bucks. <laughs> they better be. Spawn number one, 30th anniversary, blank sketch cover re-release. Makes sense. To celebrate the 30th anniversary of Spawn and Image Comics, Spawn number one will be reissued for the first time with a blank sketch cover to take and make people... You know, it's the 30th, the 30th anniversary of Spawn. He's well over 300. That's close to... 11 issues a, a year for 30 years. That's pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Pretty darn good. And, you know, 
spawn number one reissue blank cover still 2.99 i can you know it would not have been passed for some people to charge no. four to five dollars for that but you know even our beloved kirkman has price gouged in his price gouging he has material that he already has that he just is paying a colorist for no reason no reason uh, for that uh-huh. to be more than 299 but it is correct ooh 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 i almost yes. missed it true image 30th anniversary anthology number 3 and my boy right? from Rumble How'd is they on get the front, so that's when I got to snap yeah. that beast back up. This issue features the latest installment of The Blizzard by Jeff Johns and Andre Muti. Red Stitches by Brendan Fletcher and Erica Henderson. Gehenna by Patrick Kinlan and Maruzio Rosenweig. Shift by Kyle Higgins and Della and Danielle D. Nicola should have read these names ahead of time. And the final chapter of Gospel for a New Century by Wyatt Kennedy and Luana Vecchio. And Hopeless by Mirka Indolfo, plus an all new Rumble Shore by Arcuda and hmm. James Harden, West Craig's Kaya Dean. People, people. <laughs> You're excited. Things. But I want more Rumble. And I got to pay six bucks yeah. to get a tiny bit of Rumble. But I'm going to mm. do it. I'm going to do yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. But, you know, I I have these... I, I love the idea of these, but they've, they've stacked up and I haven't read any of them yet. Mm. Why is that? I don't know. Because they're long. Because you read 97 books a week. I don't. I'm uh, 15 to 20. There you go. My apologies. Down through the the rest of the booms. I got nothing in boom jumping out at me. Red Man, number one from Behemoth. From the studio that created the cult TV show Ultraman, uh. which is now a Marvel comic series and an Ultra show. Here is Red Man, the Kaiju Hunter. You lost yeah. me at Kaiju. Yeah, it's done. It's been done been done son okay Okay. don't scroll down we're into the 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 dynamites okay we have a new number one and it's samurai sonya guess how far the lettering goes on the uh variant what do you mean oh how many how far are we going uh we're gonna have eight we're at a Y. Wow, We're down that's to a 25 Y. Then, right? <laughs> I'm doing my alphabet correctly. Holy smokes! Yeah, that's a ton. Yeah. Oh, I'm saying. So, Red Sonia as a samurai that looks nothing like Red Sonia. Or is this a different Sonya? We've just decided to use the word Sonya. I am unaware. H-U-Y. Yeah, that's got to be one of the most. Okay. And we have the Samurai Sonya Boys Homage, which I like that. That is an homage to that number one boys cover. So that's pretty neat. 
ultraviolet is just putting pink behind the original standard A. We are also allowing for an incentive version of that boys cover. Man, they are jumping the shark, and while the jump's in the air, they are putting another <laughs> shark down. <laughs> so are they jumping two sharks? Is that what you're saying? There, there are multiple sharks yeah. with friggin' laser beams. And the one cover I actually give a rat's about, the cosplay, yeah. isn't there. Boo on you. Ooh, but I do want to see... Ever, I love these Sheena Jungle Queen Rosebesh. I love what Rosebesh does with these. Oh, that's great. I want them all. Boy. Boy, oh boy. All right, Dynamite. You've given me your two mm-hmm. cents that I get exactly. From, from Source Point Press, we have Nook, number one. N-O-O-K. Number one, Caleb Thusat and Marcelo Biot on our fleeing the oppression of World War II. Germany, Avery and her parents move to a remote town on the border of France only to discover their new house is haunted by a dark past and a cat named Nook. Looks very stylized. Source point occasionally grabs me. That's why I always check yeah. there. There's also Monstrous Book of the Dead by Gregory Wright and Shay Hanna. Um, click on that one because there's a lot going on there. Which one is it? That's just, I don't Monstrous Book of the Dead from oh, okay. Source Point. There's some crazy stuff there, so I don't know. sucks that we have all these San Diego Comic-Con toys that we're able to order. I want San Diego Comic-Con yeah, well, comics. That would be cool. But, oh well. Yeah, SourcePoint does yeah. have a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, so make sure you don't miss SourcePoint Press. Very nice. Alright, Drew. I ask you to pick yeah. an FOC item from the FOC. And this is the point where I hold your feet to the fire. Okay. And say, what you got for me? Uh, it's variants, but I don't know which cover. Um, and okay, I think okay. I think it's got to be that Scotty Young. No, I mean, I'm I, the. <laughs> it hasn't. It, it's been a long time There's since so it's been many Scotty Young. <laughs> good. They're all three are really mm-hmm. good. I don't even know what the the Witter yes. Ashley Witter one in twenty five looks like, but couldn't pick it anyway. But um. Mm-hmm. Th- I think I think that Scotty Young is pretty nice. Um, I, uh, yeah, I think I'll go with the Scotty Young. It's very cool, and I'm going to go Source Point Press, and I'm going to go with Nook Number One of a three issue series, just because it looks neat, and I am in a Source Point pressy mood at the moment. Um, but of course, Doctor Afra, that cover B is also Nook me. Number One. Nook in double O K. I want to make you the try to find that cover just bound. for fun. Yep, that's pretty neat. Caleb Thusat. Yeah, very much so. Good stuff. All right, Drew. We need yeah. to find out about hot books. We've looked at what's coming up in the future and all kinds of fun stuff. But let's head on over to our good friends at Cover Price, and I'm going to roll us through the top oh, ten if you ahead. do not mind. 
All right, let's start at number 10, Electra Black, White, and Blood. Number four, Kevin Eastman's 1 in 25 variant. We're looking at $55 for a raw on a 1 in 25 already from our favorite Ninja Turtles artist and a guy close to my heart, good old Eastman. A wonderful cover on that, so that's awesome. Uh, Electra, of course, has the Raphael sigh in her hand, so there's there's a... There's a there's a Kevin Bacon, like Ninja Turtles, Raphael as a sigh. So does Electra, so I'll draw her. I like it. Thor number one at rank number nine. Boy, we have some dope stuff coming out with this Thor coming in from Love and Thunder. Oh, I'm in love with Gore the God Butcher after seeing that la- uh-huh. that latest trailer. Uh, no, Did I'm you see kind the new of trailer? staying away from that one. Oh, you got to love it. Can't Pretty beat sure. it. I'm going to see it. I am going to be so disappointed because I think I'm going to hate it when it comes out. Really? But I am flying high on it. I just I have expectations, and um, friggin' Ragnarok yeah. is so good. I'm not. I wasn't thrilled with Natalie Portman's look, to be honest with you. In the stills that I saw, yeah. so I'm like, eh. and I, I'm not trying to be a bad guy, but like I want to see Thor versus Gore more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, they're cramming a lot That's in here. They're cramming a lot. You know, they're cra- exactly. We got multiple storylines here, and I'm just like rawr. And like, he is currently with the Guardians. I wanted to see him chill with the Guardians, but if he's got to get back to get to to Gore, and then she's here, and we've already planted a tree with Stormbreaker, we got too many friggin' things. Yeah, to it do. seems it Come seems on. a little crowded from what what I've heard. The gift that keeps on giving, Grim number one, the David Johnson Virgin. These are one per store variants. Again, I love these covers for Grim. They give me all the cool vibes from uh, whatever that book was that I can never think of when it comes to actually doing things on this podcast. Um, very cool. Boom Studios talk, but those out at fifty six bucks a piece. Eighteen of them already moving on the secondary market. Cannot beat that. At rank seven, X Factor. Number 221 from 2011. Now that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness has been released, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, we're going to talk about Multiverse of Madness. Oh, actually, no, we're going to talk about Love and Thunder, never mind. Fans are redirecting their uh, their energy towards the next big blockbuster, which is, of course, Love and Thunder. There are finally teaser trailers, images, and leaked information to use for speculation. One of those leaked images shows an individual that fans believe to be the goddess Bastet. B-A-S-T-E-T. This was confirmed last week, which set the first appearance of the goddess Soaring in popularity, we tracked 15 copies on the secondary market, moving up 235% to what it was before to $50 for high-grade Rawls already on that one. So, you name it, they're going to find things and, and pump them up. At rank six, we have the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen from DC Comics 19. 19- 1999. Last week was packed full of exciting news. One of those exciting reports shared that 20th Century Fox and Hulu teamed up to begin working on a reboot of League of okay. Extraordinary Gentlemen. So this thing flew up 31 copies in the secondary market. CGC 9.6 for 85 bucks and raw copies over 40. At rank 5, Fantastic Four 245 from 1982. This book features the first appearance of the adult Franklin Richards, son of Reed Richards and Sue Storm, a.k.a. Avatar. 
Yes, we need wow. more people named Avatar in this world because I'm not already getting blue cats and people with arrows mixed up. With godlike reality warping abilities, he is one of the most powerful entities in all of Marvel Comics, whom collectors have turned their eyes to after a brief mention of the existence of the Richards children in the Doctor Strange film. Once believed to be a mutant, um, in this issue, it's revealed that his subconscious altered his anatomy to look like it has an X gene. That's my, my, Boy, my brain that hurts. Deep. 26 copies sold. Yeah, CGC 9.8, dollars $311. At rank four, Sensational She-Hulk number one from 1989. Uh, once again, last week, like walking into a mine full of diamonds for nerds, one of those diamonds was the long-awaited She-Hulk tra- trailer for Disney+. Plus. Boy, that shot things up. CGC 9.8 is $284 for the Sensational. Then we have the Savage She-Hulk from 1980 that, of course, popped off again. 50 copies on the secondary market. A CG 9.8 for going for $1,150. And I could have picked this up for like 60 bucks a couple years Poor ago. Ass. And I didn't. I think it was oh, a CGC oh, okay. 9.8 for like a nine, under 100 yeah, bucks. Yeah, okay. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. Along with, or I'm sorry, rank two Daredevil 25 from 1967. Along with the recent spike of interest in She-Hulk, another green hero has got many a collector's eye. Thirteen years before the first appearance of She-Hulk, we were introduced to the villain Leapfrog, or Vincent Patillo. This character is believed to be briefly seen in the She-Hulk trailer. However, it could also be the son of Leapfrog, a.k.a. Frogman. 62 copies wow. true moved on the secondary market in this book. $211 for a raw copy of Daredevil 25 from 1967. That's crazy. We also have Marvel Team Up number 121 from 1982, the newsstand variant. 15 years after the debut of Leapfrog, his son Eugene Patello would find his father's costume. However, instead of turning into a life of crime, he decided to join the superheroes. Based on the She-Hulk trailer, many speculate that She-Hulk will be representing Leapfrog or Frogman in court. With no official news on this yet, make sure to hold on to both First appearances of Leapfrog and Frogman. 22 copies moving of this one. And CGC 9.6 at $250. You know what this is going to be, though? It's going to be a throwaway scene. Let's laugh at this character who is Leapfrog, Frogman. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be a long, involved plot with this character. It's probably just going to be a case that she Mm -hmm. wins or loses. And and we're investing this much money in it. That's, that's correct. Them's comics, I guess. Them's comics. them's the comics. At rank eleven, we have uh, Catwoman forty three, the Sozo Mike uh, one and twenty five. Thank you, Sozo Miyaki. Um, Thirty five copies of this sold with a high sale of one hundred fifteen for a raw copy. New Mutants twenty five. The Stanley Art Germ Lau 1 in 50. Uh, this one is selling 23 copies with a high sale of 90 bucks for a raw. Uh, at rank 13, we have Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars number 8 from 1984. Secret Wars is the talk of the community after the events of Multiverse of Madness. 
doubling as the uh, but collector sentiment is pointing towards this key, doubling as the origin of the symbiote that comprises back Spider-Man's black suit, which later becomes Venom, and appearing in the first Secret Wars event. This sought-after book is always in demand. According to some, this isn't technically the first appearance of the black suit. Oh, those people make me sick. But it is the book collectors pick up when they <laughs> when thinking of that epic costume change, with a tenuous connection between the spider Sony Spider-Man universe and that of Marvel fans. Hope we may see the beautiful black suit if Secret Wars plays out in the MCU. A uh, high sale of a thousand dollars, thousand eighty dollars for a CGC nine eight. How many copies of this book do you think you've 20, had in your hand in your life? Twenty different copies. Easy. Yeah. Used to flip this over whole and series and like and mad. Um, uh, Secret Wars number three uh, is sparked because of the She-Hulk trailer. Um, I have that one. I have like yeah. four copies of that behind me. Why uh, three? Actress Jamila Jamil's villainous role of Titania is one of these, helping the character's first appearance in this issue move 18 copies. It had a high sale of $229.95 for a 9.8. Um, this is down from the high of $550, $55 for a CGC 9.8, back when Jamila playing Titania was first confirmed in June of last year. See, I was going through one of my old quarter box by my long boxes, and I was trying to make up a Secret Wars run of everything but eight. Eight was the one I was having trouble getting, but I have like two full well, runs aside from go. eight. And then there was an, another one through three in there. So it's just like, huh, so yeah, that's so pretty just, cool. Um, you can sell them. <laughs> you can sell them very well. Yes. Since yeah. I have a quarter in sell them. Sell them for a lot. Um, make a lot from them. Um, someone And somebody mm-hmm. else will CGC them and wait six, six to eight months. Yes. Uh, Longer now. I just saw the CG, CGC CEO or somebody stepped up. Maybe not. Um, let me. I'll, they were. I know they were doing some hiring information before I even talk about. And uh, yeah, rush training for their graders to get to get. Yeah. Everything they do is rushed. I'm beginning to lose a little faith in the, them. Not that I had that much. Uh, spawn number nine comes in at rank fifteen. Uh, Consistent rumors of Angela being introduced into the MCU via Guardians continues to drive this first appearance. 45 additional copies with a high sale of $185 for a CGC 9.8. At rank 16, we have Spidey, Spider-Man 2099, number one from 1992. Um, since his first appearance in an end credit scene of Spider-Man into the universe, Miguelo into the Spider-Verse, um, Miguel O'Hara's nostalgic first solo s- series issue has been steadily increasing in value. Uh, the movie's release, especially as rumors of a live-action depiction of the character, also featuring Oscar Isaac, continues to stick around. 35 additional copies sold with a high sale of $185.59 for a CGC 9.8. Uh, the old New Mutants 98, the first Deadpool, has resurfaced from 1991. Um, with a high sale of $1,725 for a CGC 9.8. 12 copies oh. sold this week. Uh, Shadow War Zone number one comes in at rank 18. This is the 1 in 25 by Leslie Larix Lee. Uh, it's a new crossover event. 
just a nice cover, I'm guessing. 20, 21 copies nice sold cover. with a high sale of $47.47 for a raw copy. At rank 19, She-Hulk number one, the Jen Bartell from 2022. Um, capitalizing on the She-Hulk buzz. This moved 12 additional copies with a high sale of 81 bucks for a CGC 9.8. And at rank 20, my boy Brian K. Vaughn's Paper, Bo Paper Girls number one from 2015 will soon be adapted for Amazon Prime, who hopefully does a better job than Hulu did on why. <sighs> Why'd you have to bring it's that up? A BKV property and a beloved B and BKV property that's getting adapted and ruined. And, and then so, so And this one's more difficult than why. This is like way more difficult than why and they screwed I mean, up why. I mean there's they're they're shouting out stranger things here, um, which is the obvious connection, but you know, they could go for a Goonies esque type adventure too, and it, I think it'd do really well. Um just don't yeah. get your own way. Yeah, we tracked 15 copies of this selling with a high sale of 131.50 for CGC 98. But Prime's got it. So Prime does the boys. Prime does Invincible. Um, both mm -hmm. solid adap adaptations. So I I I feel good. Feel good. There you go. We got a couple things out of order here, Drew, so I think we just head on over to our good friends at comicbookinvest.com and look at their I top ten. What did, I, what did I miss there? We normally do cover price before oh, FOC. How did I do it's that? Between our two. Well, I've only mm, so I've well, only I didn't done catch it. seven hundred and some shows. I mean, I don't know what you expect. <laughs> they Man. all blend together. Of course, we go to our good friends at comicbookinvest.com. We look at their top ten list to see what they think are the big books of the week. And we start at number one, Catwoman, number th 43, the Sozo one in 25 variant we talked about before. More than doubling to over $175 for a one in 25. This looks to be going ever higher than that as live prices are already higher and supply is super limited at the moment. Do you like for it? This one, yeah, it's a beautiful cover. Polaroid, Harley, Catwoman, it's awesome. We've talked about Sozo Miyakia just hitting yeah. home runs for Catwoman. 14 yeah. books in a row, no surprise here. At rank two, we have Department of Truth number 18, the Todd McFarlane one in 100 variant, already up to 175 to $200. Why do I have this color version and the foil is at the number three saw? Well, they deserve their own spot. This is one appearance to be much harder to find as there is currently one listing that we could really find on this one in 100. And the foil, already also to 175 to 200. If Todd McFarlane puts out any covers that is even somewhat rare, it's going to be huge. This falls into that category. We don't know what the print run, but it doesn't really matter because there are not very many. So yeah, Department of Truth eighteen, and then heavy yeah. ratios. There are not many of them. At rank four, we have Speed Racer number one. Holy cow! Was a ten dollar book or less, and is now thirty. After it was announced that Bad Robot was heading up a show on Apple TV, 
I like the bad robot aspect, but am not all that enthused about a live-action version of this. Bad Robot's David Lindelof, correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I remember at the end of Lost, and I couldn't remember who it was. At rank 5, something is killing the children. Number 21, the Tyler Kirkham variant. $100. Somehow, someway, these something is killing the children variants keep doing well. Week after week, this one appears to be a fairly low supply. So bye, bye, bye. At rank 6, Infinite Crisis number 5, the Jim Lee cover. After 9.8s had fallen into the low 200s a month ago, the Ray, they rebounded this week to over $300 after set photos showed a comic book faithful costume. Comic book people cry a lot about wanting a faithful recreation on screen, and it looks like DC did exactly that with this character. What remains to be seen is yeah. the writing. Uh, Bad Robot is J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Same. That, that. Yeah. That'll work, too. That will work, too. At rank 7, Thor, God of Thunder, number 5, a bunch of books from that series are blowing up. Was just twenty to thirty dollars, now forty to fifty. With his first appearance actually going down in value this week, it is a bit surprising that Gore's origin issue is going up. Not that we're complaining, because I think the origin issue should be the second most important issue for a character. And I'm glad to see them making a comeback. Agreed. Now, Drew, I, uh, I, uh, I was, I was pumping this book. When nobody else was. Disturbed Dark yep. Messiah, number one. And we're talking about the 1 in 10 and 1 in 20 variants. Uh, I'm a fan of the Disturbed band, and I thought these comics looked pretty cool. And, of course, I'm a Sealy guy, so happy to see that they're moving well. 20 to $40, respectively. Here's that guy again. He might turn out to be something special. Anyways, this tiny publisher keeps getting big-time artists to do covers for them, like Delato, Linsler, Sinkowitz. Might be something to continue to keep an eye on here. Um, and here we have yet again popping up We Live number one, slightly up in price from about $30 to $40. I'm assuming that someone either mentioned this was pick was uh, picked up for a show or a movie, but I could find no articles really confirming or even really suggesting this. When news is scarce, it is easy to believe the bye-bye-bye. This has rumors. been hot before, though. And Drew, this book that... We yeah, it's popped yeah. a few different times on different things, and a, a little book at rank ten, Amazing Fantasy fifteen. What? Wait, wow! Why is this on here? It's clearly not a variant. And at number ten, what? This book is the king of the Silver Age and will likely always be a grail for ninety nine percent of all collectors. That being said, have you seen some of the recent sales? Seventy five or seventy two thousand dollars for a four point five, which was only thirty thousand in twenty twenty, eighty four thousand dollars for a five point that was only thirty four thousand prior, and a hundred and seventeen thousand for a five point oh five point five that went for a mere forty five thousand prior. These are insane increases. While the rest of us are cringing while filling up our gas tanks. Some of the rich keep that's getting crazy. richer. Uh, I would, I, that, that's a great one. Yes. I mean, that's a great grail, I yeah. think. Yeah. Honorable mentions, we have Catwoman number 43, the Rose Besh Virgin Foil variant uh, that Bengal, or the, from that Teeny Howard series. $200. This is not a knock on Rose. I'm sure she's super nice, but this cover, eh, yeah, not her best, a, but I like it. Uh, 
And the other... The shadow of a selfie? Yeah. Well, it's a foil cover, so it's hard to get a good picture of a foil cover. Oh, that's like so, the yeah. that's like the guy who took the picture. Um, I think that's, that's not the part dude. of the art. Oh, that's Correct, fantastic. exactly. That's not part that's of fantastic. the art. Fantastic. Yes. And the other honorable mention: Crime Report number two from nineteen forty-eight. Two copies sold this week: a four point five for fifteen hundred dollars and a five point zero for twenty-four hundred. Triple what it sold for in twenty twenty. Um, checks a lot of boxes for pre-code work. Honest question. What is going on in the world? Can you see the CCA Comics Code comeback? Authority? All right, Drew. So we've looked at the things, spike it on the aftermarket. But everybody comes to you and me for the sneak peek at next week. Drew, let's look what's coming up in your comic book shops this coming Tuesday and Wednesday as we jump into June and see what's going on. Let's start over at our good friends at Lunar Distributions to see what DC has to offer for May 31st. Yes. Um, That's a great Action Comics annual by Steve Rude, the Mm -hmm. B cover. Kind of a... Yeah. An homage to... Action 1 homage, but with a... Mm -hmm. Like a painted style to it. Pretty, Pretty interesting. Yes. We talked a lot about Batman Beyond the Black or the White Knight. Here we have the Showcase Edition, which is issues one and two, and will feature a new collar cover by Sean Murphy, which we apparently do not have final art for even ah, yet. Cool. So, one to keep an eye on. Uh, code forty five is uh, Scout Comics Benjamin Hunting and Joe Ang. Yep. Looks pretty good. I like By the Horns, Dark Earth from Scout Comics. Uh, so By the Horns right. is a prior one, and uh, this is the the new one coming back from that, from uh, Marquisian Nasso and Jason Muir. But if you're into that one, we've got a new one. One of on our previous one. FOC picks is Justice League Road to Dark Crisis, number one. The cover B, Chris Burnham, where he's sitting on the um, long boxes reading comics. Uh such a great cover. So good. It's finally out. Looking forward to that one. And he put his name on the tape on the front of the first short box. Oh, yeah, I love little sure. stuff like that. Uh, Past the Mountain Lion, number two, I believe that was a... That that would be a combination of books that don't exist, because that book is called what Past the Last lion? Mountain. What Past the hell? Past the Mountain Lion. What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> Stop drinking before the uh, pot, Shadow sir. War Omega, number one, a one-shot. It's got a really nice John Boy Myers cover with spike mm-hmm. to the head. That's really awesome. Oh, wow, that's the end of DC. That's the last page. Dang. All right. So that not a whole lot coming out from our good friends at DC. So let's head on over to the rest of our stuff. Let's jump down into what image is the and closet see what's number out. one. That's oh, it's a new James Tinian. That's the thing he did over with uh, Substack. Yeah, uh, that could be mm-hmm. good. That could definitely be good. Most of that Substack stuff is uh, pretty solid. Looks like they work out the kinks over there, and then Mm -hmm. it's a pretty polished book when it comes out. Oh, yeah. I'm, of course, drawn to the Murder Falcon hardcover. Ah, Just FYI, 
if you want a nice little book with a good laugh and great covers and hopefully they put all of the homage covers in this thing uh if you can get a discount on it if not it's probably still worth that 30 dollars for that hardcover there man that walking dead 40 that tedesco cover in white i would love to have that in a 9.8 encapsulated that is such a good looking cover with the Judith and the, and Steven yeah, so. Platt is doing covers for Walking Dead, who did some Mark mm-hmm. Spector Moon Knights, some of the end of the Mark Spector Moon Knight run. Um, really, they were their their lower print runs, and when he was just getting started, and they're very hard to find and hot books. And I don't you don't see a lot of Stephen Platt, so it was cool to see him. Doing this, yeah. Down into Dark Horse. Talked a lot about Stranger Things. I very much like the cover B from Stranger Things three. Um, the Demi Gorgon cover. I like Demi Gorgon covers. Call me cliche. Down into the IDWs. <laughs> Let's look at Marvel then. Mm-hmm. Can we do a little better? We gotta be able to do a little better at Marvel. I would hope. I am enjoying Ghost Rider. Do Those first we? two Ghost Riders have been good. I've enjoyed them. Moon Knight facsimile. Yeah, that's cool. Especially at the price it is now. Makes a lot of sense. Put that in somebody's hands. Should probably sell my my remaining. Blah 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 down the boom. He flew by Grim going to a second print on it you want. Yeah, That's you were a fan awesome. of that one. Yes. And back half stuff. A lot of TMNT homages. Mm-hmm. Those are all be being sold through Dynamic Forces trying to... Trying to grab some extra money. Collecting those for you. Never Ender, number one, from uh, Behemoth? 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 Behemoth. Uh, Devin Craft book, doing the writing and the art. It's like a sci-fi-ish tale. So this is a fifth week, being treated as a fifth week, even though the first is the Wednesday. Man, there's uh, not a New lot. Think number one is a AWA Upshot book, so it's got to be good. Uh, Greg Hurwitz mm-hmm. and Mike Diodato with a Raza cover. Not a bad little Raza cover there. Um, it's an anthology, though. Which is a great first, second, 
I like everything else about it. Mm-hmm. More for fun, less for profit. Yeah, Raza, though, you know, sometimes he transcends some of the other things. Oof. Got a couple. I got a tough decision to make. Hmm. This is the point of the podcast, Drew, where I ask you for your pick of the week. What's the one thing to go to your local comic book shop on this fifth week and say, ooh, uh, give closet me one number one. James, Image Comics, James Tinian. Yeah. Yeah. New Think is my runner up. I love that one. It's stupid to make a cover D for a Walking Which Dead, but that? I love it. Cover D for Walking Dead 40. Oh, The okay. Judith cover. Yeah. I like that. I like that Justice League Road to Dark Crisis, that cover B by Burnham as well. Yeah, Justice League Road to Dark Crisis number one. Give me that Chris Burnham cover B with the sort <laughs> of short boxes. I still I have that it. same image. I didn't get rid of it. There you go. All right. Everybody out there, we've missed you. We took a week off, but that's all we could handle. Can't do it. So we're back at you. We hope you enjoyed stepping through all the hot books in the books coming out in your local coming shops on this fifth week. Thank you so much. Head to our Patreon, check out Drew and myself, yell at us on the Slack, that way you never have to really miss a week of us. You can always find us there. For Drew and for myself, see ya. Hey guys, it's Drew from Comics for Fun and Profit, and it's time again to support Huracan. This is a fundraising comic convention for the Bethany Congressional Church of Eth Rockaway, New York, sent to us by our friend David David. Donovan, our friend of the show and patron, David Donovan. And why should you support Huracan? And this year it's being called FurnaceCon as well for that Bethany Congregational Church of East Rockaway, New York. Well, let me tell you in his own words. Hurricane Sandy hit my hometown of East Rockaway, Long Island. Homes were flooded, trees were toppled, boats were thrown on the mainland, and many residents were forced from their homes and lost everything. The relief center after Hurricane Sandy was located at the Bethany Congressional Church of East Rockaway Gym for months. Neighbors affected by Hurricane Sandy came in and walked out with whatever they needed to get on with their lives. Hundreds of people came to the Bethany Church during the following months, and the gym floor took a beating. The gym floor has been redone and looks great, but we still had to pay for it. And that is what Huracan, a comic art convention, that is how Huracan, a comic art convention, was born. In addition to housing the Relief Center, Bethany has hosted Next Step Ministries at the church every summer since Hurricane Sandy. Next Step went into the surrounding community and performs repairs for free. So why support Bethany Church? The church has been part of the community since 1885. The church runs the Thriftique, which is a thrift store that sells clothing and household items at very reduced prices to many low-income families in the area uh, to come by and buy these items they could not afford somewhere else. Bethany also collects food for the Long Island Council of Churches Emergency Food Pantry and makes weekly contributions. 
Bethany Church is a member of the UCC and is an open and affirming congregation. That means that everyone is welcome to worship regardless of race, creed, religious affiliation, or sexual orientation. This winter, the church's furnace failed and had to be replaced. As you can imagine, this was a costly repair and FurnaceCon came to be. What will you find at FurnaceCon, FurnaceCon 2022? Comic books, of course, but also comic book writers and artists, toys, food, local artists, collectibles, cosplay, fellowship, and much, much more. We hope you consider supporting Fur FurnaceCon on June 4th, 2022, and Huracan on later this year on November 11th. So we have two cons this year. Um, if you're interested in supporting Bethany Church's, Church through their Venmo, you can do so at Bethany East Rock. It's Bethany hyphen East Rock, B-E-T-H-A-N-Y hyphen East Rock, E-A-S-T-R-O-C-K. And please include a note that your donation is toward the furnace. Um, if you have more information, you can contact David Donovan at Huracon, H-U-R-R-I-C-O-N at yahoo.com. Or give him a call, 516-209-1587. So support her FurnaceCon on June 4th and save the date for Huracan later this year, November 11th. All to support this church's efforts in their community.